Today, we're going to hear from a woman who suffered from a traumatic brain injury and wasn't even able to function in even basic life tasks for 13 and a half years. Today, she's fully healed because of the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Be Healed podcast. I'm your host, Steve Hannett, and I'm passionate about God's promise to heal you. I'm the president of the Gospel Mission Network and pastor of the local church, Abundant Grace. I'm also an author and TV host of The Miraculous Life, and I love communicating the truths of the gospel because I get to see it touch lives, change lives, and bring joy to people every day. If you or someone you love needs healing or you desire to be used of God to bring healing to others, this podcast is for you. The podcast is filled with interviews, testimonies, and teachings, all aimed to equip you with a strong biblical understanding. And guys, that's the key to faith building. And we're thankful that God has enabled us to have over 117,000 downloads in 152 countries. And we want to thank you always for listening. And I believe you're going to be blessed today. So thank you for tuning in. Today, as I mentioned, we have a guest with us. Her name is Donna Jones. She's the founder of Healing Is For Everyone. And in 1995, her whole world turned upside down as she sustained a traumatic brain injury. And as I mentioned, 13 and a half years, she suffered intensely. But it was no match for the power of God. It was no match for the truth of the gospel. And she's here now on the Be Healed podcast to tell her inspiring story and share some keys with us that are going to bless you. So listen, I commit by the end of this podcast, you're going to be encouraged and you're going to be equipped. You're going to understand how to apply God's truth to your own life. And so I welcome Donna. Thank you for being on the podcast with us today. Thank you, Pastor Steve. It's such a pleasure and honor to, you know, just share God's word and what he did in my life. Amen. And I want to celebrate that uh, you're a fairly recent graduate of biblical studies at Karis Bible College with Andrew Walmack. And, uh, and, and your testimony uh, has even been featured in Andrew Walmack's um, ministry uh, on healing journeys. And that's exciting. I mean, that's, that's just really exciting. And we were thankful to have you on the Miraculous Life TV program. Uh, and it, it, it was just, it's just inspiring listening to what God did in your life. So why don't you, why don't you talk with us and, and tell us about what happened, uh, to you? Let's, let's go back to that, uh, to the cause and the events of, of this traumatic brain injury in your life. Sure. So in January, 1995, I was driving home from work and I actually skidded on black ice. My car kind of like hit a guardrail and just started spinning you know, I kind of say it like not only did my car spin out of control, but my life then started to spin out of control. And I remember hitting my head. Um, you know, I had a seatbelt on, but I remember hitting the side of my head. And, you know, at the time, I just thought it was just a simple bump on the head. You know, I'd been an athlete my whole life, fallen, you know, many times, you know, I felt like I hit my head many times harder than this. So I really didn't give much thought to it. But as the days and the weeks and the months would progress, um, I realized my brain and my body were starting to slip away from me. So it took about 10 months before I was really diagnosed with a traumatic brain injury. I went to doctor after doctor. And, you know, I kept saying, 
something's not right. Something's not right. I mean, I, at the time I was working for AT&T and had a very high profile job. We were implementing the largest healthcare program in the world to 700,000 people. And, you know, I had been leading projects. I had been leading teams and sometimes I didn't even know my coworkers' names or I couldn't recognize faces. So I knew something was radically wrong, but I didn't understand it. Um, and it would take 10 months of seeing different doctors where finally a doctor diagnosed me with a traumatic brain injury. And when he diagnosed me, he said that I, he could not believe no one really took me seriously or processed because back in 1995, we didn't really know much. I, I would say brain injuries weren't as popular, unfortunately, as they are today or as known today. So he had diagnosed me and he said, you fell below the 25 percentile, meaning I was legally disabled um, for many of the tests that they had done for me, like uh, memory, short term memory, problem solving. I fell within the fifth to nine percentile, which was really serious. Um, you know, so so that was kind of, you know, the start of it. I think once I knew the di diagnosis, it was easier to handle. So those 10, 10 months were really devastating because, you know, I was a, a smart person. I mean, at, you know, in school, I graduated like with a 4.0 average. I was a straight A student. Um, you know, I was leading teams. I mean, I had a call center of 300 people. So, I mean, I, I, had, I had some brain power there. And unfortunately, I would go into work and I was clueless. I was absolutely clueless. So I think once I got the diagnosis, it was a little bit easier to then process. So then I began a journey living for, as you said, 13 and a half years with severe cognitive deficit, meaning, you know, your ability to even hold a conversation with somebody, recognize faces, um, you know, so the cognitive deficit was just devastating. But at the same time, I was living with severe pain. I had what I would call four different types of pain. One pain felt like my head was a pumpkin and someone was stabbing it with like a machete knife. Another pain felt like my head was a pincushion and thousands of pins were pricking my head. Another pain felt like my head was in a vice and it was just being squished. And then the fourth pain were like these electrical zaps or currents that were shooting through my head. And, and any given day I could have one, two, three, or all four of those pains. And you know, when I had all four of them, I would say it was mostly debilitating and I could only, uh, the only thing I could do was sleep. And I would, sometimes I would sleep for days and not even wake up. So, so it was definitely an interesting journey for 13 and a half years. What was uh, it like for practical tasks like brushing your teeth and uh, walking from room to room? How, how challenging were basic things like that? Yeah, basic things were just crazy. Um, you know, they gave, um, the doctors gave me a, um, I would say almost like a checklist because not having a short-term memory, like I could brush my teeth and two minutes later I would go, did I brush my teeth? You know, and I know some probably people are sitting there going, oh man, that happens to me. Right. Cause we do. Right. I mean, we lose our keys. You know, we forget where we did that. I forgot where I parked my car, you know? So yeah, I mean, I think it happens to most of us, but it was like, it was, that was every moment for me. You know, I had, you know, from one minute to that, uh, from one moment to the next, I really didn't know um, paying a bill, 
you know, that was one of the things, you know, like if you're, you know, have a bill and back, you know, back then we were paying by check. I know people do it automatically now, but you know, if I looked at the bill and it said $35 and 97 cents, so I would look at it. And then when I went to write a check in that brief moment, I would lose that it was $35 and 97 cents. So I had no concept. So someone had to pay my bills for me because I didn't even know I hadn't, you know, I didn't even know to pay a bill or, or what to do in, in those situations. Uh, walking was very challenging. I could only shuffle step. And the best way I could explain it is, um, you know, I, I'll date my age, but there was this, uh, I remember there was something back in the seventies, it was laughing or something like that. And there were two, like, they looked like they were 90 year old people and they would just walk and they would shuffle step. And that's as fast as I could go. So getting me, I would say from point A to point B was, it was like a long journey, you know, just to, to get me anywhere. Um, I also had severe like dizziness, like where I was spinning internally. So I would, uh, my, my friends used to say I was like a weeble wobble doll, you know, where I would just fall down. I mean, I would not, you know, like if we were walking anywhere, luckily I didn't really walk places without somebody. So someone was always by my side, but we'd be walking and I would just like stumble or walk or, you know, so really it, it, it affected me cognitively as well as physically. Um, I would fall downstairs if I didn't hold on, you know, to the railing. Um, I would fall upstairs, you know, like I had no depth perception. So your depth perception is like from one step to the next. So I didn't have a depth perception. So, you know, I had, I had to be retrained just to get around, you know, they had to teach me to hold on to something, you know, to get me places. So for the most part, um, my friends tried to really keep my life almost as normal as possible, you know, bringing me places. But, you know, I couldn't be around loud noises. I couldn't be around noises. I couldn't be around lights. So like if you went to my house, it was always dark. You know, I didn't have lights on. Um, you know, so it was really just a very challenging time. And it was probably very stressful, too, because I didn't know what was really happening. You know, um, you know, like, I think if you break your arm, you know, it goes in a cast and you just kind of rest it. You know, your brain controls every aspect. It, it impacted my breathing. You know, like um, your, it, your diaphragm is a muscle and that's where you breathe from. Well, all my muscles had um, almost atrophied. So the diaphragm atrophied, where breathing was very challenging. So I couldn't be around like cigarette smoke or I couldn't be around perfume or anything like that. So my whole world became very isolated. And the only place I felt safe was sitting on the couch by my, you know, in the house, because just being anywhere else was just so overwhelming. You know, I would get lost. Like if someone, you know, brought me somewhere I would get so lost, like, you know, I, like I'd have to like stand right behind a friend as we walk someplace and hold on to them because I couldn't even see anything around me. So it was a really isolating time period. You know, I'm thankful that you're going into that level of detail because it just highlights that as you're speaking to us now, as you've graduated from uh, Karis Bible College and in Colorado, and as you're now speaking at retreats and conferences and, you know, uh, something, something new, but traumatic has happened, right. Uh, or dramatic. So tell us what, what was the journey? How, how, what specifically took place from this condition 
to to being healed to talk talk with us about yeah about what took place yeah so that is just amazing because you know it wasn't like it happened over time you know because like a lot of a lot of doctors will say oh your brain just finally woke up well no it was a specific instant it was a specific moment so that's what's so exciting is because you know what's amazing at that time is i loved god but i thought incorrectly, I'm going to state that up front. I thought incorrectly that God was going to, he called me to do this. I I was like, well, obviously God knew this was going to happen. And God wanted me to live with this brain injury, which was absolutely incorrect. So I embraced this disability. I was like, well, I'm going to be the best brain injury person around because I'm like, well, God wanted me to have this. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And unfortunately that's what many people uh, there's so many people out there that if they've if they're living with a long-term disability they think well you know what i'm going to you know embrace it because that's how you live so i didn't know but i i went seeking you know i did i went to you know doctor after doctor i went to church after church cuz i was like this could not be my destiny you know i just knew god had bigger things for me so i was like this can't be my destiny so lucky for me god put the perfect people in my life. And in 2008, uh, it was May of 2008. So it's 13 years now, a friend brought me to a woman's conference. You know, in the natural, you would say that's crazy because I'm going to be around noise. There's going to be music. There's going to be all things, but you know, but God, right. For some reason I said yes. And we went and there was a woman actually there teaching on a healing on biblical healing. And while I can say I did not hear anything because, you know, when people talked, it's like the Peanuts characters, you know, when Charlie Brown and Lucy, when an adult was speaking, they only heard sounds like want, 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 you know? So I heard, I, I know I was there, but I heard nothing. But you know what? That is so amazing because it's it could take the faith of one person. And my friend that was sitting there, she heard the truth. She heard that I could be healed of this brain injury. She was fully persuaded to the fact where she leaped up out of her chair screaming in the middle of the conference um, that, and she's like, did you hear that? Did you hear that? And of course I didn't, but, you know, just like Abraham was fully persuaded that he was, um, him and Sarah were going to have a baby. My friend was fully persuaded that I could be healed. So she brought me to this woman, and I know I, I know you've had Kathy Ratty on your um, your uh, podcast. So Kathy was the actual teacher, and my friend brought me over to meet Kathy. And my friend said, you know, she explained the whole situation, and Kathy said, "Yes, you can, you can be healed of this brain injury." You know, and I'm going to tell you at the time, I thought she's crazy. There's no way. But she doesn't understand. I have MRIs, I have CAT scans, I have symptoms. You know, so. So it was kind of interesting, but, you know, God is so good because she said two things to me. Well, the one she said, you could be healed. But the other thing she said, you identify with the brain injury. And I do because that's my, that was my whole experience, right? That, you know, that, that was my whole identity was that brain injury because that's all I could, you know, understand and, you know, deal with. So God used that. God would use that and he would start to say to me, you identify, you identify. So I'm going to say from May until like September, Kathy and my friend Elisa started to teach me the word of God. They started to speak into my life that I could be healed. 
And, you know, while I can't articulate or explain all the things because, you know, I was still dealing with a brain injury in the natural realm, but God's word was now starting to pump into me because all I was listening to were things about healing, songs about healing, uh, teachings on healing. And that's, and I can say that I believe my spirit, which I believe has an ear, right? Um, my spiritual ear heard the word. And that was pumping inside of me. And I like to say it was intravenously being pumped inside of me. I 24-7, I had the word of God listening. You know, I was listening to it while whether my natural brain was really processing it, my spirit was hearing it. And it's like, if if someone, I use the example, if someone was in a hospital and they were being fed intravenously for food or medicine, it was being pumped inside of them. To me, I believe the word of God, the truth of healing was being pumped inside of me. And all I can tell you is in one moment, I believed without a shadow of a doubt. I feel like it kind of exploded inside of me and almost pushed out the brain injury. Because all I can tell you is in one moment, something clicked. I got what they say, a revelation knowledge. God's truth became so real to me more than my symptoms and more than anything else. And I believed. And once I believed, it was like something went whoosh off the top of my head and the brain injury was completely gone. And I knew at that moment, without a shadow of a doubt, I was completely healed. Praise God. This is the power of God touching his children through the wisdom and knowledge of his word. Now, we had some technical difficulties and we're not able to record any more of Donna's sharing on this episode, but we are continuing in a new episode with new teaching and sharing from Donna Jones in next week's episode that you'll be able to hear more information from her as to the keys that resulted in her healing. Now, to recap a couple of keys that Donna shared, let's begin with the reality that she agreed with God that a brain injury was not her destiny in God. Number two, it was not her identity any longer. She's a child of God. Number three, she got the revelation that God wanted to heal her, that Jesus Christ took this injury from her on the cross and was offering her healing. And number four, Donna shared that she believed completely God's word. And that brain injury that lasted 13 and a half years lifted off of her in a moment of time. These are four very important keys that you can apply to your own situation, your own trouble, your own trauma. So come on, do it today. Disagree with this problem in your life. Agree with God, believe Him, and it all happened by her receiving from the Word of God. Remember, she said it was like she was connected to a spiritual IV, to the Bible, taking in the Word of God, which builds faith. Well, again, we're going to be having Donna back on the program, and she's going to share part two of this teaching to help you stand and receive the promise of God. 
so you don't have to wait until next week's message for great teaching, make sure you check out the episode that Kathy Ratty was on. Yes, this was the teacher that helped Donna Jones to get the keys for healing in her life. She was a guest on the Be Healed podcast. Check out episode number 81 for the teaching called Why More Are Not Healed. As always, make sure you share the Be Healed podcast with someone. Make sure you follow it so that you can get the notifications of the Be Healed podcast. If you'd like to get on our mailing list or email list, please send a text. Just send healing to 94,000. Get part of our community. Get in the community that finds out what's happening, when it's happening. Be the first to know. Well, we look forward to talking with you next week with Donna Jones. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Behold podcast today. I'd love to connect with you on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Steve Hannett, and you can get a lot of our latest information and announcements there. Also, would love for you to know about our TV program called The Miraculous Life. It airs on Sid Roth's It's Supernatural Network, also known as ISN. You can go to their website. You can download the app ISN on your phone, and you can listen to it also on our YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com forward slash Steve Hannett. There's amazing teachings and testimonies of God's power healing people and breaking through. Truly, he calls us to live in his grace and peace. Well, until next week, may Jesus Christ lead you, guide you, and establish you in the fullness of his grace and power. Be sure to share this podcast with someone who you know it will bless, and I look forward to talking with you next week. God bless you. Be Healed is a production of the Gospel Mission Network, a church network whose mission is to contribute to the work of the Great Commission by reaching the lost, establishing churches, and cultivating leaders throughout the world. If you'd like to give a tax-deductible gift to support this ministry, simply visit our website at stevehannett.com and click the Donate button. We thank you in advance for your prayer.